Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. My guest this week is Jenna Keen. Now, I've actually been wearing Jenna's product for months, if not years. She is the COO of TrueDark, which is www.truedark.com. We're going to talk a lot more about what that company do, but in essence, it's glasses, isn't it? Not exclusively, but it's glasses, which solve the problem of junk light. And we're going to talk a lot more about what all that is. Jenna lives in Seattle, Washington with a husband, dogs, sheep and chickens. So it sounds like it's quite a busy home life, lots of animals running around. But as I say, she's also the chief operating officer of TrueDark. So Jenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share with people what they can do to stop junk light in their own homes and in their own lives. Brilliant. So TrueDark started because the science was not keeping up with the technology and the technology was not keeping up with the science. The concept of blue light being bad for humans was actually discovered back in the 70s by NASA. When they were up in space, they were trying to figure out how much light does one person need? And the issue was that you can get too much blue light from things like electronics. And when you're talking about a space shuttle with NASA, it's all electronics. So basically, all of the astronauts were not getting enough sleep because their bodies were being told by the blue light that it's too bright outside. So their bodies never knew that it was nighttime and they weren't sleeping. They weren't getting hormones, couldn't sleep. So that's when blue light blockers first became a thing back in the seventies. Then a couple decades went by and in the late nineties, it was discovered by an analysis of some African frogs, which is why on my wall behind me, I have a toad Yes, because African frogs taught us that there's a sensor in eyes and humans have this sensor in our eyes too, which is called melanopsin. And this is sensitive to not just blue light, but also to green light. So what we learned from this in the late 90s is that if people want to go to sleep quickly and stay asleep and sleep deeply, blocking both blue and green in that hour or two before sleep is really, really important. And am I right in thinking that, sorry to interrupt you, that it's not an actual color, is it? It's a frequency. It is. It's a frequency. It's a wavelength. They're measured Mm -hmm. in nanometers. Mm-hmm. For those who want to go deep and Google that. So the wavelengths that are measured in nanometers. So the wavelengths that make blues and greens are the ones that you want to be blocking before you go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. All right. So that's why TrueDark came to be because there was a discovery in 1998. More studies were done on this in 99, 2000, 2001. However, nobody was addressing that with technology. There were no glasses that were blocking blue and green. And what happens when you block the blue and the green spectrum is you're seeing the world through red. So you'll see the world through glasses like this. Mm -hmm. When your body has this light being filtered, it thinks it's dark. Think back to caveman days where humans originated. We had the moon and we had firelight. We basically had reds and oranges. That's how our bodies knew that it was nighttime. Mm. So that's why True Dark came to be. In the beginning, we were like, oh no, people aren't blocking green. And then we realized, oh no, people are also blocking 100% of blue during the day because they're using blue blocker glasses. Mm. So we realized that the education was just missing. Blue is not actually bad. That wavelength is what the sun makes. Yep. You know how, how babies get treated for jaundice? You expose them to sunlight. Like if you take a vial of blood with jaundice in it 
and you put it in the sun for a couple of hours and you test it again, the jaundice is gone. So that's one of my main messages for everybody is blue light is not bad for you. Too much blue light at the wrong time of day or evening, that's what can have the negative impact on your sleep and on your health overall. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I move in obviously a specific circle, either the biohacking circle or the industry I'm in, health, fitness and well-being, blue light blockers are on people's agenda. I don't know how much outside of that industry they are, but is this quite a big thing in the US? A lot of people wearing these glasses, a lot of people are aware of this technology and that problem. It is a big thing in the US. It's a big thing worldwide. And here's how to know that it's a big thing. When you have companies like Apple and Samsung and Android making filters to tone down the amount of blue that's in their products at night, because they recognize that it's a problem, that says that this is a universal international problem. Yes. They put their resources into doing that. So most people find it easiest to simply, oh, it's easy. I'll use Flux on my computer screen. I'll use my nighttime thing on my Apple. I don't have an Apple, so I don't know what it's called, but I know they have one. It's called Night Shift, yeah. Night Shift, thank you. So a lot of people do that. And you know what? If you're doing that, keep doing it. It's great. It helps. However, the way that computer screens are built, whether it's your phone or whether it's a computer screen itself, in order for you to see anything on it, there has to be some blue. So we've done spectrometer tests and I have a blog that I'll be putting up in the next day or two that shows. So a spectrometer measures the nanometers. It measures the colors that a device, a light bulb, et cetera, put out. And it shows that when you use something like Flux, it reduces the amount of blue. So you might have uh, this much blue when you don't have Flux on, and then you'll have this much blue if you do have Flux on. Mm -hmm. That's great. Do that. But it's not blocking enough because when it's nighttime, it's an hour or two before you want to go to bed, you really need to block all the blues and the greens in order to help your body shift its hormones into sleep time, which involves melatonin. It involves your melanopsin centers. So yes, it's a thing, it's worldwide, and the big technology companies know about it, and they can help, and that's good. Yeah. Okay, so the glasses came out. Let's talk specifically about the problems they're solving, I suppose. Now, you've talked about melatonin disruption, which is all part of you know, the hormones that prepare us for sleep, which blue light essentially disrupts or suppresses, doesn't it, the production of melatonin. How have you experienced this manifesting itself? You know, it's obviously sleep problems is going to be the big one. But what other kind of problems do people experience from this? So throughout the day, here's what most people's days look like. They wake up in the morning and they pick up their phone and they look at it to see what they missed. They just told their body through their eyes into their brain that it's high noon because their light, their phone is putting out so much blue light that your body's going to think it's daytime. So then you go down to your kitchen to make breakfast. You turn on the overhead light. You might have fluorescent lights in your kitchen. Guess what? Your body still thinks that it's noon, even though it's now 6.30 a.m. You go to work. You start the computer screen. Guess what? Your body thinks it's noon. So what's happening is you have noontime blue light going into your body all day long. Mm. And what that does to you physiologically is it creates headaches. It creates eye strain. It creates migraines. So that's what's happening to you, the symptoms you feel during the day. And then when it comes to nighttime, you're completely and totally exhausted because you've been under so much stress that you don't even realize is stress, but your body didn't get to go through the day. It went through noon Mm. for 12, 15, 16 hours. So most people feel it in exhaustion, headaches, eye strain, uh, migraines throughout the day. Yeah. 
And I suppose issues with sleep can affect mental health, affects your energy levels. We have a methodology called the six signals and they are sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We consider sleep to be, we do sleep first and we consider it to be the force multiplier because if you're not sleeping well, it's very difficult to have good mental health, very difficult to have enough energy. You're going to have associated problems with body composition, again, affecting the hormones, ghrelin and leptin, difficulties for fitness, you know, your digestive health could be impaired. So sleep is absolutely vital. And I think protecting your sleep and wearing these glasses is a very effective, one of the many ways that you need to pay attention to. Others include calming the mind before bed and having routine before bed that really settles you down into a calm, sleep-ready state. I have another concept called the sleep staircase, which is a set of metaphorical steps that, for example, we do with children. We have, the child comes in from school or nursery, you know, they have some quiet play, they have a meal, they have a bit of quiet time, they have a bath, read a story, pajamas, cuddle and bed. So it's a set of steps. And as adults, we tend to bypass all of that. We come in, you know, we'll be watching something, a movie perhaps, or a late workout or a late meal. And then we watch the news, which, you know, the 10 o'clock news here in the UK, a lot of people watch that. So they get their good, good dose of fear, drama, propaganda and shame before bed <laughs> and then drop into bed and like, boom, I can't sleep. So I try and encourage people to think about that sleep staircase, think about that progression of winding down the nervous system. And for me, one of my absolute non-negotiable steps in that staircase is putting on the blue light blocking glasses. As soon as the night, you know, coming back to that caveman analogy, you know, as soon as the light started to drop, that would signal to them in their untarnished states where they're not exposed to all these screens for melatonin to be produced. So as soon as the light's starting to turn, I'll put the blue light blockers on and just protect myself from that particular frequency of light. But we've talked about screens, but where else? You know, It's not just screens, is it? It is not. Before we move on from screens, I just want to build on one thing that you just mentioned about um, going to bed and what the steps are that you can do. So you've talked about avoiding the news, the fear, the drama, all that kind of stuff. That's a great thing to do. A lot of people still want to read an entertainment type of book. Not something deep, but just an entertaining type of book. Hmm. But you can't really read without having lights on or without using a screen that's backlit. So that's yeah. the other advantage to wearing these types of glasses is you can still read. I use a Kindle every night, but I read entertainment with my glasses. And that helps me not think of all the fear and the drama and all those things that are happening. But yeah. what actually happens in your brain when you put these guys on? And remember, these red ones are blocking that blue and that green spectrum that we were talking about earlier. Here's what happens in your brain. We've done EEG studies to see exactly what happens. We took people at noon in a bright sunlit room, and we measured what the brain waves were doing when they were wearing no glasses at all. And they had normal daytime brain waves, which means their gamma and their beta waves were high. Those are the brain waves that you and I are using right now, were engaged, were alert, and their alpha, theta, and delta brain waves were low. When we had people put on the glasses, their bodies start to think it's dark. So what happens to your brain when your body thinks it's dark is your brain waves, waves shift. So those fast brain waves of gamma and beta, those started to go down when people were wearing their red glasses. Mm. And those alpha, theta, and delta, which are the ones that you use when you're getting tired, when you're going to sleep, or when you are asleep, those brain waves started going up. So we had people in a bright room in the middle of the day whose brains shifted into, hey, I'm getting ready to go to sleep now just because they were wearing glasses. Mm. That's really interesting. And then we took the glasses off in the middle of the day yeah. <laughs> just to see if their brains would reverse. And the answer is they did, but at varying speeds. 
So everyone has different reactions to light. Some people are super light sensitive, others are not. But when it comes down to it, sleep is a universal thing. Your diet might be different from mine. Like someone might believe in pasta and other people believe that pasta is evil and be fine with that. However, every single human being must have sleep. So it's the one thing to start with. If you have a challenge in your life, start with your sleep because it impacts everything else. Yeah, absolutely agree. I completely agree. We should, I should probably explain for, for people listening in because we we're, we're wearing the glasses. We know all about them. We're lifting those pairs up and showing each other on the screen. But yes. there are three types that I'm aware of. I think there might be four. You can put me right. There's the day walkers, which block about 40% of the blue light. Yeah, so those are the ones that I'm wearing now, the clear day walkers. These block yep. 40% of the blue light. The yep. ones that you're wearing are also day walkers, but they have a higher density. So they're blocking about 75% of the blue light. Okay. And the question we get the most often is how much should be blocked? Like, is it 40 or is it 75? And the answer really is it depends on each individual. So if you're a graphic designer, for example, and it color and shades are super, super important to you, or if we're very concerned about style, but want to do something that's going to help your health, wear the clear ones. We have them in different styles. They all block 40% of the blue light. It prevents your body from thinking it's constantly noon. If you want to take it a step further and you're really worried about function and your performance, then the ones that you're wearing that are blocking 75%, that's an ideal solution. It's still letting you have some blue during the day, which tells your body to be awake and alert because it's daytime but it's not telling your body that it's noon at all times of day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So there's the day walkers that block 40%. There's the ones I'm wearing, which are day walkers blocking 75. There are a pair that are very, so, and, and the ones that you're wearing, I think are pretty clear. Mine have got a slight yellow tint. And then there's another pair, which is very, very red. I mean, they do look very noticeably red. It's- it's these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very red. Yeah. And they're blocking yeah. about 90%, is that correct? So we have two different pairs of red. At a minimum, they're blocking 90%. The wraparound ones are pretty dark. They're blocking 99%. Yeah. Green and blue. Yeah. So, well, I would wear those on a plane if I'm trying to sleep. Absolutely. Because remember, when you put them on, your body thinks it's dark. So they are the best jet lag tool that you can find anywhere out there. Yeah. I made a note to talk about that. Let's talk about jet lag. How would you use these? Let's say you're coming over from the US to the UK. How would you use light or control your light through these glasses to minimize your jet lag? I would look at what time it is in my destination. So I look at what time it is in the UK. And then the minute that I am stepping on the plane, I adjust for it. So if I am leaving and it's 10 p.m. in the UK, but it's only 1 p.m. Pacific time up here in Seattle where I am, I want when I get on the plane for my body to think that it's 10 p.m. So I'm going to get on the plane and I'm going to put on these red twilight glasses so my body thinks that it's dark. And then I'm going to wear them until it's light in the UK. Mm -hmm. So when I land, it's like a nine hours flight depending on daylight savings time. Yeah. So I wear those most of the flight because when I land, it's going to be 6, 7 a.m. in the UK. Then I would take them off and then I would get sunlight. You and I would go out to breakfast and sit in an outside cafe, even if it was cloudy and rainy. Mm. Because it's not just what we block, it's what we let in. So throughout every day, regardless of whether you're traveling, 
aim to get a solid two to three hours of natural sunlight outside, ideally in the morning. Mm. That will do just as much for you as blocking too much blue the rest of the time. Yeah. Just to move off TrueDark for a second, do you use the human charger at all? Do you know that device? I do. I've got one sitting over here just behind my... I've got one right here. Oh, there it is. So for the benefit of, of our audience, the human charger is a finished invention. And they discovered that there are protein-sensitive receptors in the ear canal, so they allow light through to the brain. So not just through the retina, but through the ear canal. It was invented in Finland where they suffer from extraordinarily long days at certain times of year, you know, very little light exposure or lots of light exposure. So they invented this thing so that you could simulate natural light. It's again the second best thing. If there is no natural light to kickstart your morning circadian rhythm, you can plug into the human charger. It's a little device shaped like an iPod Nano with headphones that go into the ears and you give yourself a 12-minute dose of what I believe is UV-free, blue-enriched white light. And it kickstarts your circadian rhythm. And that's been medically approved for jet lag as well as seasonal affective disorder. Well, linked to the human charger as well as obviously everything that Jenna and I are talking about and the True Dark links. And we have a discount code, which is BODYSHOT, B-O-D-Y-S-H-O-T, which will get you 10% off all the, the True Dark range. But again, we'll put links to that. Do you use the human charger as part of your jet lag recovery program? I do, especially if I'm going somewhere where I immediately have to go into a conference or go do some speaking where I can't spend time outside. I use that then as well. The other thing that people can be sure that they do is use the windows on the plane in order to get some natural light. Yes, it's being filtered. Yes, it's up high, but it's still light. So a lot of people will get upset with you a little bit because you're working on the time zone where you're going to. And a lot of people who get on a plane are working off the time zone that they're coming from. Yeah. So sometimes you have to be kind to your seatmates, but it's easier to block light than it is to let light in when you're on a plane, which is why the human charger is a great solution for that, for getting into your time zone. And as you said, it's UV free. A lot of people worry about, no, I can't go outside without sunscreen on because of the UV stuff. That is true to a point, which is one of the reasons why when you go outside in the mornings, go in the mornings. It all has to do with the angle of the sunlight. Mm. Same thing goes for getting vitamin D from sunlight. It's harder to get vitamin D in the winter, even if it's sunny, because it's the angle that the sun is hitting your skin for absorption. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it has to do with light angle. But we live up here in Seattle. We are not as dark in the winter as Finland is, but we're still pretty dark because we're fairly far north. So we have a lot of folks in this area who suffer from gray short days as well. Hmm. Okay. Coming back to jet lag, do you have any other strategies that you do to try and mitigate the effects of it? I mean, do you fast on a flight, which is one, one strategy I've heard of? I mean, it's not that difficult to do is not eat food on a plane, is it? But Well, the plain food is already pretty bad for you. So long as you are staying hydrated, you don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. Don't drink sugary sodas. Mm. Don't eat the plain food. If you're going to eat on a flight, take your own food. Even if it's just a handful of almonds, that's better than eating plain food. Even if you're mm. in first class, it's just they're not focused on health. I have fasted on flights. My husband's Australian, so we go to Australia a couple times a year. I have not found that to be effective for me from a jet lag perspective. Mm -hmm. I like fasting and I do it not on planes, but I didn't notice a specific jet lag impact for me there. Compression socks, that I've noticed a difference. I don't have major issues. Like I haven't recently had surgeries, all that kind of stuff, but compression socks I've noticed help with jet lag a lot. Mm -hmm. When you land and you get outside, 
if you are somewhere that's relatively clean, like a park, if you are one who believes in earthing, taking off your shoes and just like standing in the grass will also help get your body back in sync with where you are physically. Yeah. Just, just explain a bit more about how earthing works. So I am not an earthing expert. I've read a lot of articles about earthing, but the idea is that electromagnetically, we are all connected to the earth. So we're currently all wearing rubber shoes or other things that don't conduct electricity. So by standing in direct connection with earth, through grass, through dirt, in theory through cement, but I'm not sure that that works as well as actual things that are made out of Mm -hmm. the local earth, um, that it helps your body electromagnetically connect and stay in tune with where you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, I, in the summer when I was taking the dog for a walk in our local park, which is quite a big wooded area, I was, I was going barefoot. A few people commented on it being a brave choice, but I think you've been quite unlucky to tread anything you don't want to tread in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So back to true dark, what next for you guys? Well, can we talk about people's environment? Cause there's yeah. plenty of things that people can do that have nothing to do with glasses at all. Yep. Just to help stop the junk light in their environment. If we go room by room, here's the way to think about it. Start with your bedroom, because remember, we don't all just absorb light through our eyes. We also absorb light through our skin. So start with your bedroom and make sure that your sleeping area is completely and totally dark. That means use blackout curtains. That means the little smoke detector light that seems like it's really small, but it's green or blue. It is really small and it's incredibly bright. So cover that up. Use a piece of electrical tape, use some dots. Don't cover the whole thing up. Just cover the little light up and it will not negatively impact the effectiveness of your smoke detector in case there's a fire. If you have a clock in your bedroom, unplug it. If that freaks you out and you can't possibly unplug it because you must know what time it is at all times when you wake up, then choose one that has red lettering and that is dimmable and then dim it as low as you can. So you can still see it, but it's putting out at the least amount of light as possible. Mm-hmm. And before bed, keep the lights out. Idea, put a lamp that has a red bulb in it. You can get a red bulb at any hardware store. So when you do go in, if you're going to read a paper book and you don't want to wear the glasses, that's going to help you out a lot because you're going to have red light only. Okay. And then you can lie in bed, you can read a magazine, you can read a book. Um, don't use an electronic device in that case. And you'd be okay not to wear the glasses in that instance because it's red. The glasses are going to do a better job of blocking out the green and more of the blue, but using a red bulb is way better than using any type of whitish bulb before bed. Effervescent bulb, but just a red, uh, literally a red color now. We're not talking frequency, we're talking color. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Well, that's something I haven't done so much. tiny bit of blue but not that much and it's if you just want light you don't want to be wearing glasses and you want to spend three dollars buy a bulb yeah i mean this is going to sound like a very first world problem but when i'm wearing the blue light blocking glasses to read i'm reading perhaps on my side so the side of my head is squashing the glasses which is uncomfortable i did warn you it was a first world problem so i tend to take them off and i do read by a fairly dim but nonetheless white conventional light bulb so that's a switch i can easily make okay cool go on Yeah, so you are not the first person to have shared that you sleep on your side or read on your side or much more likely fall asleep while wearing the glasses and then roll over on them multiple times at night. So just last week, we actually came out with flexible arms. So the arms now flex a bit. So they are more comfortable when you're lying on your side. And I'll be sure to be a pair. No, that's good. (laughs) So you can see if they feel better. 
so that's what you do in your bedroom. Make sure that it's dark. Don't use a clock unless you have to. Use a red one if, you, if you're going to. Use blackout curtains and use a red lamp in a bulb. And, and don't turn on your overhead light. Just use that one before bed. Same thing goes for your bathroom because most people do the same thing. They go to the bathroom and they go to bed, whether they're showering or just washing their face. And at night, you're not putting on makeup. It doesn't matter if you have a red bulb in one of the lights in your bathroom. You don't have to be getting pretty, hopefully. Hmm. If you're having to get pretty before you go to bed, or if you think that red glasses aren't stylish because someone's going to see you in them, that means that you're probably with the wrong person. Not that we try to give a lot of, of relationship advice, but that's the one bit of advice that we do give. Well, I'm going to just interrupt you for a second there because I love the advice that comes out of True Dark. So we've got a dog and the dog chewed the little rubber bits that sit on the bridge of your nose. And I wrote to True Dark and I explained the problem and they said, no problem, but we'll send you these things free of charge. So I got in the post, two little rubber replacements and a handwritten note from one of your customer service teams with a couple of tips for what to get the dog to chew on. And a hot tip for me to super glue these rubber things onto the glasses and wishing me all the best. That is extraordinarily good customer service. Thank you. So you do lots of tips on other things, dogs, relationships. Yep. We're full of light knowledge in order to help people have better, healthier lives. Yeah. We do. So other things people can do in their environments. They can install dimmer switches. That's kind of hard for some people. You can get things that mean you don't need an electrician. There are choices out there that you can find online. You can find at your local Home Depot Lowe's. Another thing to do is don't use fluorescents in your house. So fluorescents, at least in the United States, are those little curly cue pigtail looking bulbs. Mm-hmm. Because those put out, not only are they the brightest of blues, they also flicker. They flicker at a rate that your eyes don't see and you don't register just by thinking about it. But it flickers and your brain sees it, which is really, really stressful. It keeps you super, super alert, which is another reason that fluorescents are used in places like retail stores and grocery stores, because they want you to be alert while exhausting you so you make poor decisions and buy the candy. Yeah. So in your house, you don't have to have fluorescent lights. Use either halogens or incandescents. Both of those have less of the blue spectrum than your average fluorescent lights. Yeah, incandescent. That's the word I was looking for, not effervescent. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So those are some things you can do just around your own house to help your environment be less junk lighty. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I had Professor Matthew Walker, the author of Why We Sleep, you know, a very respected sleep researcher and scientist. And he said, just start turning some lights off in the house as well. You know, you don't need to trip the light fantastic with every light in the house on. Just turn the light on as and when you need to. We're in a new house here and it's called, I think it's a lifetime home, they call it. So every single room has a green light that kicks out a lot of light. Now, we've blocked ours with the True Dark stickers that come with the glasses. Yeah. But we haven't done it in the hallway, so I can actually move around this house without needing to turn the light on. Nice. Not with the red glasses on, I'll add. Right. Because <laughs> then it becomes dark. Another thing is just, just get used to turning lights off. All right, Jenna, listen, we're out of time, and I've really enjoyed this conversation. So people can find out a bit more about you, actually, at your personal website, www.jennakeen.com. We'll link to it in the show notes. TrueDark can be found at facebook.com forward slash TrueDark. Your website is www.truedark.com. And if you purchase anything from there, use the discount code BODYSHOT for 10% off at TrueDark at Twitter. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's everything in terms of social media. Have I missed anything? 
Yep. And Instagram is true dark too. We're easy to find. Instagram is true dark too. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I do recommend people check out the website, have a look at these glasses and start seeing what sort of benefits they get on sleep because it works really well for me as part of a, a routine I have before I go to bed. And we know what good night's sleep feels like and enables us to do. So Jenna, thank you very much. Leanne, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotsperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.